1: You're listening to Puma Podcast
2: Hey there! I'm Siege Tantenko Malolos, Puma Podcast Cool life update! We recently got to be on stage at Here For It! The Philippines' first podcast festival held in Glorieta Activity Center Thank you so much to all of you who came to our live panel and meet and greet and if you didn't get to be there, here's our live panel with our friend, Liu Mangubat of the Colonial Department podcast. Let me introduce my co panelists. First up, you have my co host. She's a historian, and she is also the former research assistant of Carlos Seldran. Everybody, give it up for Sab Schnabel! Hello, Gloria. Nice to see you. And then with us today, we also have someone who is a veteran of the Philippine publishing industry. He hosts the podcast, The Colonial Department. Everybody, let's welcome this amazing storyteller, Leo Mangubat. Hi, Leo. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Oh, my God, super
1: excited to be part of this. Yeah. Yeah, we're so
2: we're so glad to be here. So our podcasts have been friends for the past few years, and part of
1: since pandemic times since yeah? pandemic, oh.
2: Oh, and part of what our connection is based on is enjoy na enjoy kami to learn and discover um, history stories and also learn with our listeners. So what we're doing today is a game of Bet you didn't know and that is uh, we'll share stories from Pinoy history na baka baka lang naman most likely probably wala sa inyong araling panlipunan classes ng nasa school pa tayo. So Leo, anong wow.
1: unang kwento mo? Talaga yung yung guest panelist yung mauuna no. <laughs> but this one I think wala wala talaga siya ata sa mga social studies or history textbooks nung high school ako na medyo matagal-tagal na rin, no? But uh, I discovered this maybe a year ago. Nakita ko sa New York Times. Meron ring oral history sa University of uh, New Mexico. Uh, did you know that there was actually a Mexican fighter pilot squadron who fought in the Philippines during World War II? What? So, yeah, I mean, the, the roots of Mexico and the Philippines go way back. Diba siyempre, nandun yung galleon trade tayo ng ng the Vice Royalty. But this is really that point in history when the destinies of Mexico and the Philippines talaga really because you know Mexico declared war on Germany, and then what they did was that they sent 300 men to train in Texas. Tapos after that, pinadelasya sila sa Manila in 1945 to help liberate the Philippines. From the Japanese, so you know, they flew 57 missions. They lost five men. So, thank you, uh, Mexico, and it is really it's it's a story that very very little people know about. There's there's a really good book out, out right now about it. If you want to learn more,
2: nice. So, yun
1: know, ang round one ko.
2: Round one, muchas gracias a Mexico.
0: Sab, what's your story? Alright, it's October, so it's spooky season. So I want everybody to get into a spooky state of mind. It was once upon a 1593. This was still the Elizabethan times in the West. And we were still in the colonial period in the Philippines. And then one night, a governor general was assassinated by Chinese pirates. And the people who were meant to guard him outside were the Guardia Civil, But it was late. And one of them got kind of sleepy and dizzy. So he fell asleep. And he woke up in the middle of a plaza he had never been before. As in he woke up in the Plaza Mayor of Mexico. This man was named Gil Perez. And nobody knows how he got there there are all sorts of sources that talk about a filipino in a guardia civil outfit showing up on october 24 1593 and he came saying no i promise i'm from the philippines i'm from the philippines the governor general was just assassinated but how could he know because the ship from the philippines hadn't come yet and so some people say it was teleportation. Some people say it was alien abduction. But what I have to say is that it's a great story to tell.
1: Our first ever X Files episode. Yeah, X
0: Files, Philippines. Ain namunan
1: ba, ba yung X Files, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mulder and Scully, the original OTP. OTP. Yes, okay, 90s kids, let's go. Sakin, ang story ko. May kinalaman. Oh, so yung akin, Alam nyo ba uh, the way that our colonizers wrote about us during the Spanish colonial period? Medyo laugh trip sila. Pano pano? So. When the Spaniards wrote about us, it's nagbabasa ng cartoon. So, Antonio de Morga, the lieutenant general at the time, wrote a history of the Philippines, and then he said, Filipinos are so strange. When they eat food, they know the fish is ready when it's rotten and stinky. And, you know, Jose Rizal was not going to stand for this. So, Jose Rizal annotated, Antonio de Morgas' uh, history, and then he said, "Actually, bago ng yon." <laughs>
0: Pagolang guys. Lang. Relax.
2: Relax. relax. Ganyan lang. Talaga yan. And another instance is that um, when the friars wrote about the Chinese rebellion against the Spanish in 1602, you know, you mentioned Chinese pirates. There was also a revolt of Chinese uh, settlers living in the Philippines against the Spanish. And Natalo sila. Diba? Sinugpo sila ng mga Espanyol. But how did the Spanish people write about it? They didn't say that they were defeated by guns. They didn't say they were defeated by cannon fire. Ang sabi ng mga Castilla. St. Francis of Assisi came down with a flaming sword and he vanquished the enemy. Amen, amen. <laughs> it happened, di ba? Parang Game of Thrones. Pero bakit, bakit ganun yung pagkasulat? Ang nagsulat noon ay... Franciscan friar, so patron saint nila si Saint Francis. Yeah, medyo
1: props to your patron saint, di ba? Yeah, okay. give all the
2: grace to yeah. them. <laughs> yes, okay. Next round, ano pa ang hindi natin
1: alam? Okay, sige, ito medyo timely kasi kaka uh, gold lang natin sa Asian Games, di ba? Yes, ko Brownlee, yon. <laughs> um, but uh, in a in a multiverse, di ba? In another universe out there, if uh, you uh, basketball would not have become the national sport, or the so-called, sorry, the unofficial national sport of the Philippines. It would have been baseball. We were huge in baseball back in the 1900s when the Americans came. As in, there was a league called the Manila League, and there were four teams. Uh, there was an Army team, a Marines team, and then there was a civilian team na bawal uh, all whites lang, tapos may all Filipino team na medyo hindi na, you would expect kasi siempre katututo lang natin ang baseball, diba, ba? Hindi naman tayo, hindi naman talaga likas na sports sa atin, but uh, there were many historical, there were many newspaper articles that said that, that praised the brownies, they called them the brownies kasi nga brown skin eh, so ganun nga, ganun talaga yung, nung panahon yon. the brownies actually held their own against the Philippines, and you know, um, it, it, it was so big that Manila Carnival the Manila Carnival grounds where the baseball games were held was later transformed into Rizal Memorial Stadium and to open that you know Babe Ruth the most legendary baseball player in history went to the Philippines and did a you know did an exhibition wow, wow.
0: Babe Ruth came to the Philippines
1: yeah but, and, and there's always the question but naging basketball right? but naging basketball now there's so many theories but I think one of the things that uh, that uh, I read some mga papers was that baseball kasi requires fields eh. Kaya yung mga dating church plaza ng panahon naging baseball field nung dumating yung mga Amerikano. The thing was, sobrang naging rapid yung urbanization ng Manila na nawala yung mga fields. So a more urban sport took over, which is basketball. And of course, by that time, yung NCAA. Was already becoming huge now, so a new breed of athletes entranced the Philippines. Kaya baseball mature nagliluna and basketball became our unofficial national sport. Pero
2: underdog parin tayo na nananalo at yes, na the so which nga. is
1: yes, a very yes.
0: Filipino thing. Yes, Thank very you, Leo. Filipino,
1: yes, yes, so, baseball.
0: Oo nga. <laughs> okay. Well, some of you might know that the Marcoses were obsessed with the number seven. Obsessed, so obsessed, that they even changed the martial law proclamation date from September 23 to September 21 Just because it was divisible by seven But did you know that the folk arts theater was built in 77 days? This structure was built in 77 days because Imelda said, Leandro! I need to have a venue for the Miss Universe pageant of 1974 hosted by Bob Barker and so they built this thing they fabricated all of these pieces and they brought them all down EDSA fabricated just so they would fit under each of the bridges and they put that folk arts theater together so that it could open on the seventh day of the seventh month of 1974. And everything was perfect for Miss Universe 1974, hosted by Bob Barker.
1: Nice. Numerology. Oh, oh obsessed. May, ano, mayroon, May obsession. Pa- yeah, yeah, parang yeah, yeah.
2: conspiracy theorist ito yeah. talaga itong...
1: <laughs> Mga ano mo, ha? Mga story mo ngayon, medyo... It's October, we're spooky <laughs>
2: season! Oo. Oh, oh. Well, multo din naman yun. No. So... So, minumulto tayo ng ating uh, past, on. Oh, We're stuck in a time loop. Ghosts of the past. History repeats itself. Pero ako, may kwento naman is pagkain ulit. Uh, Did you know that Kilawin is over a thousand years old? So the earliest archaeological evidence of Kilawin in the Philippines uh, was found in the Balangay excavation in Butuan. At nakahanap silado ng pira pira song mga prutas, pira pira song gulai, pira pira And they could tell that uh, these had been chopped up very finely and cooked in an acid, diba. So we've been doing this for over a thousand years. So every time you inung kayo and yun ang pulutan nyo,
1: Respect. Uh, no, yeah.
2: uh, this is cultural heritage. Yes. Okay. Sabay tagay. Uh, like, cultural heritage din ang Tagay. you oh, yeah. just
1: did an episode on. Yes, this. we just uh-huh. did an
2: episode on the history of gin, and there's actually a rich history around Tagay culture as well. Um, one last round. Leo, what's your story?
1: Okay, ito yung last history tidbit. Actually, medyo nasa history books na siya, pero medyo naging personal, kasi I have uh, my my family name is Mangubat and syempre, when i was growing up nakarinig naon lahat ng tukso about my family name hindi lang ako pati mga kapatid ko yung ko basa, lahat kami Tas, parang, nagtataka kami eh an ano my family traced the roots to batangas and in tagalog diba, mangubat is like Man Jungle <laughs> uh, no, they, they, they say that there were some readings that Mangubat is uh, from Bisayan, and it means warrior so they ch- nakaka proud But anyway, I the apellido na And then, as you know many of Filipino family names are actually very recent They came from a book called the Catalogo de Alphabetica Apellidos and it was issued in 1849, where family names were picked out from a list and given to you. So I okay, well, possibly, naman na I came from a line of warrior princess, right? That's the fantasy. Or possibly, rin na binigay ng Castilla sa sa ninuno ko yung pangayong ng Mangubat. And so it's like that. Like when you're trying to search for your family history, maybe the first place to start is that. Book with a red cover na andun ba yung pangalan ko kasi most likely baka nakuha ko yung families and I think family names are a very uh, western uh, no, thing um, before the Spanish arrived family names were very fluid in the Filipinos like magkapatid kayo magkaiba yung apelido nyo nung, nung panahon ng mga Kastila diba so it was, it was really but after that uh, family name decree of Governor General Francisco Narciso Claveria, yun na Naging, that's, uh, naging set na tayo sa importance of family names and your family names I, I doubt though na nasa Schneebel
0: no, is not in the, in the book, no. Schneebel <laughs> means beak in German.
2: Yeah, ako naman, ko most likely, um, e, pinaghalo-halo Chinese names. So ang mga uh, ancestors ko naman, ang sinabi sa kanila, uh, usually three names yan, di ba? Pinagdikit-dikit nila. So Tan is most likely the clan name, so this is the Tan clan. Teng is the generation name, meaning, uh, oh, kumari, magkakapatid tayo, lahat tayo of the Tang generation. And then Ko means uh, grandsons. So, marami tayong mga names that actually have Chinese origins na hindi natin alam na Chinese pala sila. So, even names like son, Tuazon, zon, these are all Chinese origin last names. Fun fact! Sab, what's your bet well, you didn't know.
0: Well, we na, went so for this one. This no, one, no, no, no. Scary,
1: but it was scary. No, no, no.
0: This <laughs> one. <laughs> no, this one, I know you don't know. Because I'm going to go personal also and tell you guys a story from my past. And this is the story of my grandmother, who makes the worst empanadas in the Philippines. But here's the thing. Those empanadas saved the Philippines. Because in World War II, my grandmother was a Girl Scout. So she was one of the many, many Girl Scouts who worked in the resistance movement. And at 7 o'clock on a Tuesday, if she got a call, if the phone rang, she would have to write all the headlines of the day into a small piece of paper and wrap it up into an empanada. So you gotta love my grandmother's empanadas, man.
1: Sipag, sipag, lasang papel pero.
0: Yeah. Kaya siya lasang papel. <laughs> They're so amazing. Po. Yeah,
2: amazing. And related to sab story, my last cuento is also related to the Girl Scouts. Ah, uh, sino dito sa grade school, meron kayong picture ng mga Filipino heroes. Tapos nandon Josefa Yanes Escoda, founder of the Girl Scouts. Yes. Oh. Okay, okay. Sino dito nakahawak ng 1,000 peso bill bago ayusin? Yung ano, ayan, di ba si Josefa Yanis Escoda nandoon? Uh, Josefa Yanis Escoda is often labeled as uh, founder of the Girl Scouts of the Philippines. It's true. But she was also a World War II war hero. So Josefa Yanis Escoda organized the girl scouts to help in the guerrilla movement against the japanese and so what they would do was similar to what sabs lola did merong cafe si josefaliana's eskoda yung pagkain dun, sila sa camp ng mga pows they would put food inside they would put uh, food, uh, messages inside the food and then that would smuggle messages to the pows Inside. So there's really so much to learn about our history. So many and tayo tayo, as history podcasters, yun talaga yung joy. Uh, we love sharing these stories because in creating the episodes, we also discover uh, these stories. So for our wonderful guests here who might love history but have never heard our podcasts before, Sab Leo, what's a good episode to start with? Um,
0: I think. The, a good episode gin, to start... Gin. Start with the gin episode. No. Um, actually, my favorite episode to start with is I Like Big Boats and I Cannot Lie. And that is the Balangay episode. And they
1: actually sing that line.
0: Yes, we do. Episode. We do sing that. We sing a lot, actually. I won't sing now, I promise. Um, but I really like I Like Big Boats and I Cannot Lie because it drives home the point that our history goes all the way back past 1521 passed when the Spanish came and showed us that we had a lot of technology, we had a lot of things to be proud of. We were voyagers, we were warriors, and we were incredible people. And I think that's one of the greatest stories we've told.
1: What
2: about you Leo? Where do they start with the colonial department?
1: Frustrated history major ahoque unang pangalan is the history department. But it's boring so que the colonial department because you know for, for many, many hundreds of years we were under colonial occupation, and one of the uh, most little talked about colonial occupations that we had was the British occupation. Because dalmang taon lang naman eh, medyo ano sa panandalian lang talaga, parang My dumaan lang sila. We uh, dumaan lang sila, nag-iwan ng curry, mga ano And but, gin. And gin, yes. Uh, but um, what I discovered, I, I want to do more episodes on British occupation. But what I discovered was that uh, the British. East India Company actually didn't want to invade Manila kasi may parang side trade sila na from India to, to Manila and it was being run by Armenians because bawal yung mga puti to trade with Manila kasi magagalit yung mga Kastila. So that's the basis of one of my most listened to episodes it's called British East India Company Manila Branch. So yeah, Ooh. check that out.
2: Nice. So we're gonna go to our last question of these things. Last question. We're here with this amazing community of Filipino podcast listeners. You guys you're are all so awesome. Yo so Second floor. Yeah. We love you guys. What's the best part of doing history podcasts and being part of this awesome community? I have
0: in my um, like little special box of things, a little drawing. Of one of these little girls who listened to our Fantastic Filipinas series. So, if um, you listen to WhatsApp, we have the Fantastic Filipinas series about fantastic Filipinas, five amazing Filipino women. And she wrote that she wanted to be like one of them when she grew up. And she drew a little picture of her favorite, Fedel Mundo. And I look at that every day when I want to do something Aww. like this, that's what I'm doing it for. So sweet. Nice. What
1: about you? Well, my community is really small, so thank you guys for inviting me to join you. Kasi sobrang wow, what an honor talaga to be with you guys. But I think for me personally, what I think me and Tab talked about is what really keeps us doing history podcast, which is a very small niche topic. Black hole talaga siya. You're reading a book on, on Spanish history and biglang about the fur trade. And then you you see another reference there somewhere and biglang me fur trade pala sa Pilipinas, you didn't know that. And parang, basa lahat ng black holes na maahandam mo sa history, dun ka talaga babagsak and it's so fun, it's the best.
2: That's awesome. Ako naman, uh, this is a story not directly tied to WhatsApp, but to another podcast that our company, Puma Podcast, does. We have a podcast called Bago Ang Lahat, which tells the stories of Filipino leaders like Jovito Salonga, Washington Sisip. And uh, we just found out earlier this week that Curator Coffee and Cocktails in Makati City, their owner created drinks inspired by that podcast and so you can go there and you can order the Washington C-sip cocktail. You can order the Jovito Salonga cocktail and I think that's really the beauty of History podcasts. It's taking something that we might have missed in our grade school days and Making it come alive and reclaiming our identity and celebrating our unique culture as Filipinos. So once again, check out WhatsApp Araling Panlipunan Rebooted. Check out the Colonial Department. Thank you so much the organizers of Here For It Podcast Festival. Thank you to Anima for having us. And please do visit our podcast booth over there in the back. We have freebies, we have tote bags, and you can go discover a podcast today. Maraming salamat, Glorietta! Mabuhay kayo! You just heard a live recording of our panel at Here For It, the podcast festival brought to you by Anima Podcasts, Globe, Spotify, and The Pod Network. If you thought this was fun, tell a friend who loves nerdy history facts about this podcast.